Welcome to Capital Cashflow, teaching you how to safely invest your capital into cash flowing assets. Here is your host, Abraham Anderson. Welcome to Capital Cashflow, show 28. This is your host, Abraham Anderson. Today, I'm going to give you 10 reasons why I love mobile home parks. I think you guys are going to enjoy this, so let's get right into it. Reason number one, I love that we are saving affordable housing. So I was in Alabama not too long ago looking at different parks, and on my list was a 70-space park in Huntsville, which you may or may not know, it's a pretty fast-growing area of Alabama. And I was went to this park, and there was no park there. And I checked the notes, and yep, this is where it's at. This is the address. And there was all fenced off. There was big bulldozer trucks in there. And I talked to one of the guys there and said, yeah, we tore the park down. We're building an industrial park here, <laughs> industrial office space. And so this really got me thinking, and how much would the previous owner had to have raised the rent to make it more valuable as a park than as another use? And you'll see this all across the U.S. where parks, the rents are so low that oftentimes the owners will sell it to a developer for land value and it just gets torn down everyone gets kicked out just because the rents never go up you know whatever it would have taken you know fifty dollars a hundred dollars more a month i'm sure the residents would have been happy to pay that versus losing their home so you are the good guys here if you buy a park and you're improving it and the rents go up and this is keeping as a park you're a hero in this scenario you're not one of the bad guys like the media makes you out to be so I really do love that we are saving affordable housing. Number two, I love that they are easier to manage than any other form of residential, whether it's apartments or single family homes or condos or townhomes. Essentially with a park, you're running a parking lot. Once you've got to where everyone owns their own home, they're a homeowner, then guess what? You're not maintaining toilets, windows, flooring, cabinets. You're just maintaining the common areas and the utility hookups. So it's really amazing. You, with apartments, you know, the owner owns everything. The tenants own nothing. With a park, you're kind of in uh, business with your residents. Uh, you're in it together. You're maintaining the common areas. You're improving the general areas, and they're maintaining their homes. And you're both working together to have a great community. Number three, I love that we have the highest rate of collections during COVID. So talking with several large apartment uh, investors or syndications groups, uh, they're all over the map. They're anywhere from 10 to 20% delinquency, people not paying rent. In some cases, they're literally having to feed it every month just to pay the mortgage because of how tight apartments are usually um, in general. So. The other day I ran the numbers on our 14 or so parks and we're at 6% delinquency. That means 94% of our residents are indeed paying the rent. And I believe this is a combination of things. Number one, how much lower the rent is compared to, for say, apartments. And uh, that's a big reason, I think. And then number two, we just have a really great resident base. Um, you know, we, um, we do a good job of getting good people in there that want to own their home 
and they want to stay there. So versus apartments, we are way ahead when it comes to collections. Number four, and this goes along with number three, I love that we have the lowest default rate of any form of real estate. Uh, any commercial real estate, mobile home parks default lower than anyone else. And what that means is, you know, you have a property and the owner stops making the payments and it goes back to the bank. That happens least of all with parks. And really, so long as you do a few things correctly with a park, then you're going to do okay. I would say number one is do not overpay. As the great Frank Rolfe puts it, the greatest sin in real estate is overpaying. So you have to buy it, that makes sense. So you're still making money after the mortgage and everything else. And number two is your diligence. During diligence, you have to make sure you're going through and you're checking out everything. Um, there's a diligence list that I'd be glad to send you. Uh, I'll tell you how at the end of this podcast here, but make sure you do your diligence. So I'll, I'll just summarize that one here. As one guy that's been in the industry for 40 or 50 years told me, the, when he was looking at a park, the two things he would look for is he would check the utilities and he would check the jobs in the area. And that really summarizes where a good park is at. You want to have, if you can, get city water and city sewer. That eliminates right off the bat 80% of your headaches. And then if you're in an area that has good jobs, so a good economy, good metro, those are the two things that can really make it or break it when it comes to parks. So number five, I love that seller financing, which is a win-win for both the buyer and the seller, is a lot more common with mobile home parks than any other form of commercial real estate. So just uh, real quick, uh, in this snapshot in time uh, here, right now uh, the Biden administration is proposing tax reform that would raise capital gains from 20% to 43%. And even more so then, it would make sense, a lot of cases, for the owners to finance it to the buyer. And just some of the benefits to, um, to owners here is they break up what they receive over a period of years, and so they don't get it all at once and they get, have to pay taxes on it. Number two is they get a lot higher interest rate through financing it than they would in the bank. So, for example, you get all that money, you pay 20 or 43%, is looking like now, in taxes, and then you put it in the bank and it's making a quarter of a percent. With seller financing, it's usually anywhere from 4% to 6%. And the other reason is, uh, even if they end up paying the same tax rate over a period of years, let's say it's over five years, well, during that five years, they're, they're getting paid interest on that money versus if they get it all at once, they pay taxes all at once and it's gone. And then the benefits to the buyer are you don't have to go through the whole banking process. So if it's a deal that needs some work, uh, then seller financing, you can get it done without having to go through the bank. In some cases, you can put less money down with financing. Um, It just depends on, you know, if it's it's how it's structured with the, uh, the owner there. So that's number five. Number six, I love that you as the community owner get rewarded for improving the property. Your, your incentives are aligned there with the residents. When you get a park and you clean it up, tear down the old homes in the park, remove all the junk tires that people dumped on the property, fix the potholes, install an insurance-friendly playground on the property, remove dead trees, overhanging trees, install some coverings over the mailboxes, all these different things that 
improve the park for the residents, it also increases the value of the park. And so you really do get rewarded for being a good operator. And that's just an awesome thing when you have the incentives aligned like that. Number seven, I love that you are building up a cash flowing asset that you can leave to future generations. So I want to have a lot of kids one day and I want to leave each of them a park. <laughs> and this is going to let them help them, whatever they want to pursue, whether they want to go to college or pursue a career and whatever, I think it's really going to help out their family and themselves, their future families, to, to have this money coming in from this asset that I want to give them. So, you know, compare it to some other small business where really it's a job that you have to work in every day. And if you stop, then the business just falls apart. When you invest in a park, it is a business, but it has an, it's an actual underlying tangible asset, which is the real estate. And if you get it set up properly, uh, then you can automate a lot of these things and you can really leave them a blessing rather than a burden. So that's one thing I just love about parks. You're building up something that really will last until, you know, for future generations. I mean, the first parks were built in the 20s and 30s, and they're still around today. A lot of them are. And this, I envision these being around for the next 100 plus years. <laughs> Number eight, I love that parks are less expensive per unit than apartments. It is easier for you to buy a 20-space park than a 20-space apartment building. And just to give you some numbers here, in my area, parks, you know, the average uh, I've seen or I've purchased stuff at previously is around 17,000 per lot versus apartments at 65,000 or higher. So you can scale a lot easier. You can get a bigger property or more properties quicker with mobile home parks than you can with apartments. So that's, or especially with single family homes. Those can be, you know, 50, 100,000 or more depending on the area and that can be a huge whack all at once. And there's not really a good way to scale that because you have to get, if you have, let's say you have 50 houses, you gotta get 50 individual loans. With the park, you get one loan, the whole park, you know, you have one insurance policy, You've got hopefully one manager there, it's one location, all of these things. So I love that it's cheaper per unit with parks and they're uh, also simultaneously it makes them easier to manage. Number nine is I love that park owners are kind of a brotherhood or sisterhood or community. <laughs> and I have met uh, women that own parks. My previous career was insurance and ins insurance Everyone is out for themselves. It's so cutthroat. The idea of different agents working together is anathema. I mean, they'll stab you in the back just as quick as they look at you. <laughs> it's really just such a bizarre, and it was really took a toll on me mentally, dealing with that every day. Different agents calling me up, just cussing me out because their former client went with me, and it was so bizarre. So with Parks, it's the exact opposite. Uh, I'm still on good terms with all the previous owners that we have purchased parks from. I talk to them occasionally. They'll call me up or I'll call them up and have a question for them. And other park owners, even younger guys, all across the U.S., it's just really awesome. They'll, they're willing to share forms with you and advice. And so it's really nice to be in a, a business where everyone feels like we're in this together and we're just a small part of the real estate pie and we're helping each other out. And it's just really refreshing. And finally, number 10, I love that the stigma against parks is going away. 
even year after year, I see more and more people are okay with living in mobile home parks. And even in a lot of ways, we'll prefer it to apartments. And just real quick on that, I mean, you've got your own four walls. You're not right up against somebody else. You've got your yard. Usually it's a lot bigger for what you pay than an apartment. Uh, it, it, it is a lot bigger, two or three bedrooms versus maybe one or two bedrooms. And it's less expensive. And you really do have a sense of community versus apartments, people moving in and out every 12 months or six months. And so that's one thing. Also, banks, more and more banks are willing to lend on them. Every time we look at a park, I will call up a few different lenders just to make sure that the terms are, are still competitive. And even banks that two, three years ago, nope, never would do a park. Now, oh yeah, we like parks. We've done a few. We're, we're, we're looking for more. So there's less stigma with them. There are, there's just less stigma overall. I don't see these you know, stereotypes in movies or in TV shows like you used to with parks, at least not as frequently. So that's definitely changing. And there's also more investors are willing to get into the space, which are you know, revitalizing a lot of these parks, buying them up, investing capital into the parks, improving them. So I predict over the next, this, the coming years and generations, you know, decades, that this will continue on and all the stigma against parks will all but go away. So yeah, uh, appreciate you guys listening to this. If you have any questions, feel free to email me, abraham at capitalcashflow.com. Also, if you would, please review the show on iTunes. It really helps us out. We've got some great upcoming shows here and it helps us get other guests on. Uh, until next time, happy Valentine's Day and make it happen. Thank you for listening to Capital Cashflow. For more resources and information on investing with us, find us on social media or at capitalcashflow.com.